Hey, so... I saw you wrote that thing. Um... And you asked this... And you asked the question, um... How do you make friends as an adult? And... Oh boy, do I have opinions on that. And like... <laughs> like the answer the frustrating answer is one at a time you have to make friends as an adult one at a time and you have to do it yourself um it took me uh i don't 20 years so like when I was in my, when I was in my, like, mid-twenties and figuring shit out, early mid-twenties and figuring shit out, um, I just kind of expected for the party to show up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, in that really kind of baked-in, uh, baked-in masculine assumption that you have to unlearn about your role in a community um, where you think your role is to like maybe cook when people show up but otherwise to be clever and to make decisions um, that manifest itself a lot of the time at least it did for me as like just not putting in any of the actual fucking work and just like expecting things to happen because they should um that other people were handling it whatever it was and like that is super true for things like building community right because you're not really talking about making friends i mean you are you know um but that's kind of like the the symptom um, my grandparents cared about community, really cared, um, you know, as a, you know, post-World War II, you know, white people doing the suburban riches thing, you know, um, they cared about community, and, like, and, and like, it's an old memory, but, like, every time I was ever at my grandparents' house before my grandmother would let me leave, she would, like, stand me in front of the fridge and point me at the pictures of all of the people who I was related to who had come in since the last time I was there and would be like, these are your people, and name them and talk about who they were. And, like, I don't remember any of that anymore uh, at all. I wish I, wish I, had, I wish I had the capacity or cared because, you know, you're a kid you kind of don't like you need kind of the two layers of reinforcement from both like your parents and your grandparents and like or at least I did and I didn't get it from my parents the signals were very conflicting like they did not care my parents did not care about this shit at all they were both weird loners I never really contextualized them that way but they were <laughs> they were weird loners you know um
Sorry, I'm just, I stopped because I'm thinking about that now. Um, anyway, my grandparents cared about community and like ties and like where you came from and all that stuff. And my parents did not really give a shit. They were, they were, uh, they were on their own and they had me. Um, and I really liked summers at my grandparents with their, you know, with the dead end street and all the kids playing and like kick the can and coming in when the street lights come on and all that stuff. It was a weirdly idyllic kind of suburban Jersey weekend thing that, uh, it felt kind of like a, like, like, a a portal to it. It felt like the fifties, you know, it's like I would wake up and watch, literally watch leave it to beaver because it happened to be on uh, Nickelodeon at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever, you know, and I had the remote uh, <laughs> and my parents didn't have cable, but my grandparents did. So I, I, I was weirdly like, you know, Dennis the menace and like Lassie and shit. Watching that as a kid in the eighties was just a weird, weird confluence. Anyway, um, uh, that was all very, that was all very safe and, uh, and idyllic and sort of lovely, but, um, that was not the way my parents were, you know, uh, I was a latchkey kid. I was like, I guess the youngest Gen X or like the oldest millennial, you know, in that, in that kind of window. So like I got the latchkey stuff, um. I was raised, you know, on, as a as a street kid, but not about community so much, not about trusting people. It was more uh, how to survive in a city, you know, uh, on foot, because I spent the majority of my time, and I still do spend the majority of my time on foot, so, like, you need to, you approach the world literally different when that's your interface. It's just your feet. It's different. Um... Like, the apartment building that I grew up in was... <laughs> I was just talking to Angela about this. Like, the apartment building I grew up in was, um... Was... So, the, okay, so so the reason this, this came up um, was because we were talking about Halloween and how uh, I, weirdly, for the first time and literally ever, I'm kind of, like, weirdly looking forward to it and how this building um, that we live in has kids in it and so like I kind of like it when like the little kid I don't care about like like the the scrappy ones but like the little kids you know the, the, the two-year-olds doing it for the first time show up with their really embarrassed parents like I care about Halloween specifically for that interaction and that interaction alone right now although my my uh, my uh, heart is withering uh that was very Halloween my heart is melting a bit um <laughs> withering is an interesting interesting choice there um but so we were talking about this building that we live in and how there are actually kids here and how when I was a kid uh Halloween was hit different because there were no <laughs> there were no children in the building it was like there were only a couple of apartments in that building had more than one bedroom and like it was all single you know single men or young couples because when they when people got married they moved out except for my parents you know so it's funny that now um you know after after growing up 
without really any real sense of how to actually build community and then being, you know, a 20-year-old idiot who just, like, you know, was figuring shit out, I guess, but really not uh, at all. Um, just kind of um, having experiences that would then guide me into being a better person, but being a dickhead in the moment, essentially. That's what I feel like my 20s were like. Um, uh, now, you know, as, as, a, as a kind of settled person who is trying to figure out basically who I want to spend the rest of my time with, and I mean that very literally because, like, I don't have, you know, we don't have kids. Um, we have nieces and stuff, and they'll be around, but, like, you, when you build your own community, you have to do it. It matters more. You do it with far more kind of project management, you know, just unintentionally. Um, but, but somehow also, like, not unintentionally, because you're doing it 100% with intent, but, like, so with intent that it's muscle memory, I guess. Um... And it's weird because, like, because my natural inclination is to throw open my door and have people just show up, which I know doesn't work here. Um, I, too, have to make my friends, keep my friends, I guess, one-on-one. -on -one. I have this conversation that I'm having with you you know, this kind of conversation with lots of people, be it in audio or text or messages or whatever. Like, I have long conversations with people online. And, like, I know that sounds dumb because that's how we all live, but, like, it's really important to me to talk to my friends because our generation, it certainly seems to me, doesn't have the kind of fluidity that younger people do who are ironically more digitally native than we are. They are less inhibited um, about how they share information and who they talk to and the structures and rigidity around like how they interact. We have a lot of baked in assumptions due to just like how we were raised and stuff about like the formality of our interactions with people. It's sort of like when you're on Facebook and you see like an older person and they write like a comment, like a letter and they sign it. Like, imagine that, but like our entire way of interacting with people, you know, especially digitally. Um, so, I had a different version of this that I recorded earlier that was, that was more just like, actual project management, like how, how to make friends, but like, but like, honestly, the answer to the question is you just need to give yourself to people over and over and over again, individually. The easiest way I have found is to associate people with one or two things that you can reliably just give them that they will always appreciate. And then just like every time you see that, just tell them we're so inhibited. You know, we're, we're bad with feelings, you know? Um, so, like, for me, if you want to do one thing, my suggestion would be have a, find a buddy who you both like the same thing, and every time you see the same small, stupid thing, you tell them. 
like I have a friend where every time a new restaurant opens, I tell her. Uh, and we just plot it out and that it looks good and all of that stuff. And like that is the cornerstone of our relationship, you know. We see a new interesting restaurant and then maybe we'll go. Far deeper relationships have been built off of shower, you know. So that's just kind of like, if you want to be really programmatic about it, just think about every little thing that you know about, like, a person. And then, you know, find one thing. And when you, it's relatively common. And when you see that thing, just tell that person. And then when you get the muscle memory of doing that and making that friend, do it for everybody. And it sucks. And it takes a lot of energy. But, like, to, like, answer the question in, like, to ignore, like, how, uh, to ignore, like, the, all of the, the trappings of the question and just answer the question, like, how do you make friends? You have to talk to people.